Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh my God. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's And a welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. As you can tell, Andy's really conjuring energy right now. Uh, conjuring, I, yes. I didn't know. He said, he said, let me get myself together. Mm -hmm. So I thought he had gotten himself together, but he's still conjuring. Mm -hmm. The conjuring. <laughs> he that movie, the conjuring. I'm every wizard you've ever met. I'll Just trying to. you all the time. <laughs> I say that about you all the time. Put it in my vows. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whenever Naomi's introducing me to someone at some kind of industry party, she's like, oh, this is my husband, Andy. He's every wizard you've ever met. He's, he's, a, he's a writer. He's a comedian. He's every wizard you've ever met. Uh -huh. And then people just stare. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then it's on you to pick, pick up that uh -huh. ball. Put it back in the air, Andy. They just stare and they're just like, uh, yeah, how can we just turn this into AI so we don't have to pay either of you? <laughs> what kind of like fun would those parties be? If it was just a bunch of business people and then a bunch of tech nerds who were just like, I just build this AI by uh, plagiarizing a bunch of other writers. Well, here's the other way you save money. They don't have parties ever again. I mean, none of these people are interesting. You saw that clip 
not clip, that excerpt from the Zaslav interview where he was like watching Fleabag with a bunch of other rich weirdos. And he was like, we can only keep watching if everyone agrees to turn their head forward and not look at anyone else. And it's like, okay, are you trying to hide your erection? And like, they had to stop. Like there was a sex scene and they, that's like, what I mean. they refused to watch. He didn't want to watch. I think he, he said, said, he said, no, we can, is everyone okay? We can only do this if we all, everyone looks forward and no one looks at anyone else. Yeah. What a fucking Which freak. Which is me, someone who's like, okay, you have a giant erection. <laughs> Probably not giant, you guys, but. And he's like, no one look at anyone else. We yes. can only watch him and no one looks at anyone else. A healthy erection. Oh, God. And so. <laughs> what a fucking freak. So, so, I mean, I'm like, I don't think this person is out here, you know, dazzling at parties. I don't you know. I'm not excited to watch sex scenes with other people. But like, like, I'm not just like, hey, uh, uh, there's a revival of Last Tango in Paris. I don't like, uh, you know, text my buds and be like, let's go watch it. But. I'm not going to like freak out if like there's one on on in a movie. Yeah, I know you're a regular person. Why are you like <laughs> making such a big thing about saying because me, you're not that person? Me as a sex neutral person. Even I like Zaslav is. is such is. a it's like clear now. It's clear now. It's such a level past that into like weirdness. Yeah. That like can't publicly handle watching a sex scene in a TV show. Right. With other people. But then it was so I'm like but if you could have, like if that's his vibe just like watching TV no one wants to talk to him at a party. Yeah. So they'll well, the, all be over, okay? If it's all AI, there are no parties. They just feed the robots coins. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. On my picket sign yesterday, we were picketing Paramount. I just wrote, rich people are weird freaks. Because if you, like, the other thing is, like, this always marveled me. But Elon Musk, I remember at one point, like, made a video in his kitchen. And the kitchen was so disgustingly plain. It was just like... I don't know if I had wealth beyond imagination and my kitchen looked like like worse than my parents middle class kitchen growing up. Like what kind of life is that? Wouldn't you have like a lavish just like perfectly appointed kitchen when you have like architecture like like if I had billions of dollars. I would hire you'd the have, finest architect. You have a marble countertop, is what you're saying. Because the thing you're not, Andy. This is okay. This is you conjuring. Still, you're not quite there when it comes to utilizing your language to paint a picture. Because a middle class kitchen can be a nice kitchen. I said I worse, but you said worse than a middle class kitchen. But you're making the middle class kitchen sound like it's bad. It's not that. It was like just plain. My parents were like, it's, it's not, just like whatever the contractor, you know. Here, here's your basic like kind of like. But wasn't the Elon Musk kitchen? It was. It was like dark brown and kind of looked like a cave if memory serves wasn't that the vibe where you were like is this your sex dungeon is this where you keep people <laughs> against their will because this can't be the kitchen you use to like have an egg in the morning it looked like the kitchen in just a model home it looked like oh. you know what it looked like in arrested development where uh-huh. they where they uh-huh. lived just a basic kitchen with nothing sure. there really and it was just the most kind of like bare plain uh, aesthetically neutral kind of place. So what you're upset about is that Elon doesn't have style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. These freaks, they're all freaks. They have no style. They have no... They have, they have, <laughs> they have nothing. Like, what do they even like in life? Just accumulating money. money. Yeah, they like accumulating That's money. That's it. Yeah. They... they there's no even like it's not even like I'm using the money in order to like have a nice lifestyle or like have things that are aesthetically pleasant or even like finance movies and TV that are aesthetically pleasant. It's all just like like life is just goop to them, like literally like slime. And soylent. they're just like it's soylent vibe. They're just like sticking their hands in the slime 
and then just like pushing it in all different directions. And that's their that's existence to them. Okay. Okay. They're freaks. I know you keep screaming they freaks. Maybe it's because I live with you and I hear it all the time. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm just like, uh-huh. I just they're think freaks. we need to, like, because their myth-making abilities are so profound and, prof- and I was going to say proficient, but they have so much money. Right. They can pay to have the myth of who they want people to think they are promulgated. Yeah, of Disseminated. Course. Of course. Okay. Right, 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 right. And so I think we have to fight it at every avenue. And sure, say no, sure. they are not. They are not geniuses. They're a bunch of weird freaks that had money already. Mm-hmm. Like what, what? Bezos was a was a, a lawyer already, and he started Amazon with hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans from his parents. <laughs> I mean, come on, come I, on. I think our listeners know. Hi, listeners. How are you? Hi, guys. Sorry, sorry. Andy came in hot first thing in the morning. Sorry, the morning. I do mean two p.m. Okay, because <laughs> that's when we really rally in this house. Three weeks of picketing has in the hot sun has uh, has left me bereft of any kind of uh, niceties when it comes to these freaks. Picketing got us crazy in the head. Okay, but th- you know what? You know what? We always say this show is supposed to be a salve, supposed to be a bomb, supposed to be a respite. So. We got to talk about the show. Mm-hmm. We've got a wonderful, wonderful episode for you. I mean, my God, magical. Really quickly, uh, if you're listening to this at the beginning of the day, maybe you're even getting this late Monday night. When you live in L.A., this is your last chance to see me perform at the Elysian Theater, okay? Last chance, babies. Tuesday, tonight, 7.30 p.m., I'm going to have Deborah Giovanni and Nico Santos, oh, wow. okay? Superstore and Guardians of the Galaxy 3's very own Nico Santos. <laughs> yes, I was supposed to have Deborah last week, and then she was like, I'm sick. And and then she was like, she's like, I'm sick. I really want to do the show. Though. I go, no, I can't have requiring everybody to have masks and you up here sick as hell. <laughs> I said, why don't you rest and we could see you next week, Deborah. Um, who knows? Then Deborah may still be sick. I'm going to find somebody else. This is just how the show go, okay? We have fun regardless. Lineups are subject to change. Except but, for you. But except for me. And it's a fun, fun time. So um, you can get your ticket. I have it in my link tree. It'll be in the show notes. Um, You can show up at the door. 7.30 show, over by 9. I say in bed by 10. That's the rallying (laughs) cry. All right? So come through. This is the last one. I I open it for a little bit, and I do about 30 to 40 at the end. So um, we have a lovely time. We've been having fun. It's been good. It's been a nice way to get out of the house. Yes, I have the air purifier on stage. And so far, it's been a wonderful uh, collection of masked, funny, kind audience members. And that's what we love. Now, Naomi, we got an an email. I just want to read this very quickly. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I love the pod. Best theme song ever. Okay, now, Samus. Okay, but that's not the point of this email. I just want to say thank you to Naomi for requiring masks for her show, and in general for both of you continuing to acknowledge the continuing pandemic. I'm immune compromised and have felt so isolated. They say they wrote about it for truth out. And as you know, mask requirements are such a simple and free way to protect all of us. Mm -hmm. I know people get pushback, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you, baby. That is very, very appreciated. I really appreciate that feedback. You know, so far, no one's had attitude, but it is nice to know that people do feel an appreciable difference and a sense of safety, because that is what I would like to provide, if nothing else. If you come out to see me, that's what I said in the beginning. I go, I, I ain't funny enough to risk long COVID. 
I can't have you come to this show and then what you want to look back in a year and be like, oh yeah, that comedy night that means I can no longer climb stairs. I ain't worth it. I ain't worth it. So no I want one you is. safe. I want, no, no one, one. No one. No so one. I want you. If Richard Pryor came back from the dead for one night, and ninety five, bitch, and ninety five. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm so glad um, to hear this. So I appreciate it, and everybody who's been coming and wearing a mask and not causing no trouble, I appreciate it too. By the way, speaking of appreciation, can I just say everyone who's joined the Patreon, everyone who has continued to support us on Patreon for the last couple years, but especially now during the strike. I really appreciate you all. I appreciate you too. Don't say I like I don't appreciate them too. I appreciate we appreciate we you. We appreciate you. Mabel appreciates Mabel you. Mabel appreciates you. Prembly and his internist appreciates you. <laughs> Squeed, the only healthy animal in the house, appreciates you. Yes, Prem's internist who gets uh, paid a quarter of a couch <laughs> every couple weeks. <laughs> Oh my God. Last time Andy came back from the internist, he had a tote bag. And I said, What is this? You spend $5,000, you get a tote eventually. You got a branded tote from the internist after all this time. Branded tote that cost them like, what, uh, 89 cents? Exactly. <laughs> Filled with medications. Filled you know, with but. medications. But no, uh, no, you know, as this uh, drags on, and now third week, and we're probably looking at the rest of the summer at the very least. And I just put in my strike authorization vote for SAG. So, so <laughs> I said strike girl summer. I said I gotta I gotta find a new shoe though, um something because I noticed my lower back. I'm waking up and that lower back is going hard. Look, we have a lot more to talk about. Join us on the page because we speaking of again. We yes. appreciate you joining the page, but we are actually going to record a page where we get into a lot of this stuff and we peel back the sick curtain of the biz even more because it does seem like what is coming out of this, if nothing else yet, is suddenly. Not only are people in the business being open with each other about what they have lost or gained in this process, but people outside of the business are fine, are starting to see, oh, just because somebody on TV don't make them rich, just because somebody wrote on this thing don't mean they set. And I personally appreciate that. I love talking about money. I'm rude as hell. <laughs> but the whole, so I'm like, let's let me tell you what it's really like, and I will be breaking some things down. Yeah, absolutely. Patreon.com/slash Couples Therapy Pod. Join us there, please. Join us. We peel back the curtain. We talk shit. I let Andy ramble a lot more and yell about sick freaks. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You know who's not a sick freak? Oh, you know who's the absolute complete opposite? opposite. A healthy baddie. Okay. <laughs> A healthy baddie. You have already heard her dulcet tones. We have the one, the only, the iconic Michelle Buteau. Oh, my God, Finally, yes. baby. Now, you know her from so much, okay? You know her from her special on Netflix, from First Wives Club, from The Circle, from Always Be My Maybe. She co-hosts the podcast Adulting with comedian Jordan Carlos. Episodes drop every Wednesday. She also wrote the book Survival of the Thickest and soon... You can see that book come to life as a TV show on Netflix, and she is the star, okay? Authoress, actress, hostess. She does it all. So without further ado, roll it. Michelle, we're here to do a searing look at your dating history before Hyas. We're going <laughs> to, every single person, we are going to put on read. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. And I was also like, every single person. I was like, you don't know. You ain't got no receipts. And who is Chaius? It's Chaius. Oh, no. What? We've been saying it wrong We've all this time? We've been saying it wrong all this time? Chaius. Oh, yeah, that's it. Chaius. Sorry. Chaius. Sorry. Not Chaius is what you're saying. Take away that yes. second syllable. Let me stop. Chaius. Let me stop. Yes, it's your world. Chaius. <laughs> but Chaius, <cube>. Sorry. <laughs> 
Now, yes. you have been married how long? Oh, I'm bad at math. 13 years. Wow. Okay. So married is a lot. But y'all, now, something that I remember very uh-huh. distinctly in my, in my head, this would have been years and years ago when you did Andy's podcast, Beginnings, and you came to the house in Harlem. And yeah. one of the things you had talked about, which, you know, of course- Did I you listen that- to that episode? Well, naturally. You know, you talked about, like, trusting your gut and, like, when you know something and, like, one of the moments you, like, one of those moments where you like, trusted your gut and were like, oh, I'm going all in on this person was when you met your now husband. Yeah. But can we talk about what it means to learn to trust your gut? What's happening? I mean, was it just your parents told you you were enough and so you had a healthy self-esteem so that you knew when your inner compass was right? No, you know, uh, parents, I'm realizing in therapy and now being a parent, are just people doing the best that they can with whatever circumstance they have been given or generation they've been raised in. But it's weird because when it came to like very basic things like sex or like how to eat, like don't tell me how to eat healthy. Teach me how to eat junk food. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm going off to college and I'm just like, I'm a hoe that's getting fat. Like you got (laughs) to teach me how to do stuff. But like when it came to, um, you know, walking down a street, you know, New York City or Jersey, right? Or like being in a room full of people I don't feel comfortable with. Like they would always like tell me about my gut or my instinct. You know, if, if, if a friend is doing something wrong, then, and you feel like it's wrong and you don't want to, um, oh my God, my fake plant, you guys, I just can't. <laughs> Wait, and you know she, Michelle just adjusted her screen so we couldn't yes. see a fake plant. I didn't even know it was fake. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a fake plant. I'm so glad that you didn't know. I, I really just gave all my secrets away. Come on now, come on now. Paula Hollywood would never. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you grow up, just learning how to be this docile, polite, don't rock the boat kind of bitch, you're not really allowed to trust your gut for better or for worse. So I'm just like, why is it always just like a stranger danger situation? Why can't it be to like trust your gut when it's a career path that you really, you know, want to follow or a person that you really want to be with against all odds. Right. Because like my then boyfriend at the time, now husband, we couldn't afford to see each other. I, I was living on the Upper West Side, but I was Baroque. <laughs> I couldn't even date somebody like in Brooklyn. I'm like, how are we going to see each other? <laughs> so like Amsterdam, Holland, I'm like, I don't even know how to work my way around this. I can barely get fresh mangoes. It's always dried mangoes. <laughs> so, um, Traders yeah. Traders dried mangoes. Yum, bitch. But all I knew was uh, I didn't want to see anybody else. I, I just didn't want to talk to anybody else. And that was like the one thing I knew. Like I had talked to enough people i've had enough dates uh like um julia roberts and runaway bride like i knew how i like my eggs <laughs> <laughs> like i did the research so i was like who am i gonna eat these eggs with <laughs> it's funny that you said that you know you have this like uh, stranger danger thing i have a everyone's a danger thing <laughs> friend or foe yeah or stranger or I guess Naomi's the only one that doesn't set off the. Uh, That's really the danger, true. The, we're the both, spidey senses. We're very fear-based people, and I'm really trying to work on us not doing that to each other. Like it's hard mm. to both support somebody and say, like, I understand what you're feeling. You know what I mean? 
without yeah. being like, you also can't be afraid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like without, yeah. Yeah, without adding their fears to your list of fears. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But the good part about that is that you guys understand where the anxiety is coming from. So you can be patient and have grace in a way that, you know, um, somebody else probably couldn't. You know, when my husband and I go on vacation, he is a risk taker. <laughs> he definitely does activities and walks down the street like the government has taken care of him his whole life. And it has. <laughs> and it has. You know, he'll just get in a boat and figure it out. I'm like, life of pie, bitch. No. Who could be the tiger? No, no. So, like, uh, you know, I really want to get my hair wet, let alone, like, go out past the little boy, boy right, thing, the right. little boy thing. I'm not going to do that. So yeah, like, we buy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Andy. Very proud of you. Oh, I love what Michelle brings out to you. Andy, I love it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really hard for him to understand why I like I have fear because I'm like so brave in other ways. But I think it's like really special and unique that you guys would understand where the other person's coming from. Well, we try to be special and unique, you know, but it <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard. Now, I'm interested in, is there anything, because again, you have been together 13 years. You were really getting your interviewer on there. <laughs> well, listen, I have so many questions from Michelle Buteau. I've got her for an hour. I gotta, I gotta get them all in. This one, when I tell you, y'all, Michelle came to our wedding. When I tell you Michelle had the rolly suitcase with her, I said, I gotta catch a flight. Okay. What's up, fucking around? Look, I can't leave these kids too long. You know what I mean? It's like I got a whole ass family to take care of. Two kids and two dogs. Like, what the fuck was that? I never wanted to live on a farm, but here I am. And so <laughs> I couldn't. I, I was like, I want to make it because I support and believe in y'all's love uh, as um, everyone else did at the wedding. Um, and then some because it was really what, the best part about your wedding. Many parts was definitely at the end where people were just like trying to do like a plus two and a plus three. I said this <laughs> wedding is so good that we got to invite more people. I didn't even know it was open like that. It was like it wasn't. It was giving, not like, open like that, Michelle. And that was it, also it was amazing. It wasn't. It was almost giving people trying to sneak into Coachella. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I want to come too. <laughs> I know, and I'm so we were so grateful. Um wait, but, can I go back to your ins before you go to your uh your sixty minutes list of questions? Okay, okay. I yeah. just want to go back to the, the gut instinct thing because I I you know, it takes a long time to develop that our version of you, Michelle, is that you are—you have always been an extremely confident person. That's my version in my head of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I—that I take your stage persona and I, and I just like wind that through your life in my head. Well, because she is one of those comics where she is herself on stage, yes. right? There's some exactly. people where you're like, "Oh wow, you actually might be wearing two faces," and I'm terrified. <laughs> oh yeah, we yes. have plenty of those people out here. <laughs> right? Oh like, yes, yes. Yeah. We know well, a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they um, walk off the stage and the mask falls away and you see like maggots and like <laughs> I do love a visual. This is a podcast. Um let's use our imagination. Um yeah, I mean it sounds so corny, but being me, my truest self really feeds my soul in a way that nothing else really does. Um I can sleep better at night. Uh I have more fun and um, you know, everything my parents told me to do growing up, but like in their box I've just applied to my life but in a bigger box like treat others how you want to be treated um it's not what you say it's how you say it 
tell the truth. So I'm doing all those things. And a lot of times they don't like what I'm saying, but it's my truth. And here the fuck we are. Was I always this confident? No, but I was always like happy, you know, like I always loved to dance. I always like felt like I was pretty. It was like everybody else letting me know that I'm not pretty or I'm not fuckable by like some patriarchal standard that is like fucking impossible to get to. So I'm just like, burn it down. Why (laughs) burn it down and build it back up again? Because that's the only place we can really fucking live and see each other. So I'm just like, it doesn't have to be black and white. There's a lot of shades of gray in between. And that's where the real humanity and love comes in. And the more people can not to go off on like AOC, like in a fucking Oprah's book club, but (laughs) the more we can love ourselves, the more we can like truly love other people and be way more compassionate in a way where we can like think about people that don't look like us because Mm -hmm. that's the real fucking problem. People don't understand trans. They don't understand non-binary. They don't understand what it's like to be big or fat or even love yourself. They don't understand sex positive. They don't understand any of that shit. Interracial. Whatever the fuck it is. And so it's like, because it's not all about you, bitch. Because it's not all about you. So was I always this confident? I think secretly deep down inside, yes. But I was not giving uh, the um, license to be so. And stand-up really saved me in a way that I didn't even know till yeah. like 10 years in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. I definitely feel like stand-up lately for me, or not even lately, I would say kind of once I figured out what I, how I was best received on stage, because I think those are Mm -hmm. different things, right, what you say. But I was like, oh, it's where I get to put on my rage. Like, I get to get up and yell. And then, quite honestly, I do feel a bit better. I feel a bit (laughs) lighter after I've yelled for a while. Yes, yes, yes. And it's... um there's nothing better than seeing a, a beautiful black woman with opinions be fucking hilarious and then also give people the truth. It really is sneaking in the vegetables. And that's what I love about your stand up. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Indy? <laughs> compliment. Clip it out. Clip it out. Compliment. From- <laughs> Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> what I was interested in, like one of my questions is something, you know, Michelle, you guys, has beautiful twins, all right? Twins that are just, oh my God, out of a magazine, Gorgina. It helps, oh when I say out of a magazine, it helps because her husband's a whole. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and this is the other. It helps that your husband's a photographer because he's also really capturing these vibes. Like <laughs> vibes, you know, when they're just being children in the house. And I'm like, stunning. Um, <laughs> but you have managed to, it seems, right, like, quote unquote this whole notion which is so funny right we're also about having it all doing it all but it seems like you have been able to not just work but continue to like rise in your career while having your kids and i guess i'm curious as to like is there something that you learned about yourself or something you didn't see coming once you became a parent you know what i mean there's like what you yeah. think parenthood's gonna be and then you get these little babies and now it's yeah. a different game is there anything yeah i mean it sounds really stupid but I didn't know it'd be like an all day, all night thing. I thought they like, <laughs> I really didn't know. I thought they like sleep and then you rest and they still need you or shit can still go on. And then even when they're at daycare, you're like, I'm free. And you're not because something could go down and then they call you. You're like, Oh fuck. And so I didn't realize how hands-on you'd really have to be in a way because I really don't remember my parents being that hands-on like at all like I remember just being bored sometimes and just like having to figure it out a lot of times and so 
you know, I wish I had a better memory. I don't really remember what they did in their mind. They were probably exhausted too, even though I was very self-sufficient, but like, even then it's wild. Um, so that's one part. And I also like, didn't realize how amazing I was, to be honest. Like, uh-huh. the shit I can do in a day, that saying is so real. If you want something done, give it to a busy person because, honey. <laughs> and then I have to be realistic with, you know, um, what I can do in a day. So if I can do it, I'm going to let you know I can do it. If I can't, I'm going to say I can. If I'm try, I'm going to let you know I'm going to try. But, like, before, I'd be like, we'll see, we'll see, you know, and then, like, let people know the day over the day before. But now I'm just like, Hard ass no. <laughs> it's a hard ass no, you know? I have a lot of problems with the hard ass no. I have a we lot like I to I, say I, it. Yeah, I it spends a lot of uh, I spend a lot of energy someone writing me, you know, about my about beginnings and being like uh, like a publicist being like, "What about this person?" And I sit there I just leave it in my inbox for like Weeks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we, sometimes weeks where I'm just like, I don't have the energy just to say like, I don't like whatever. It just doesn't resonate with me. It's not like the person's bad or anything. It's just right. Like, of course. Whatever yeah. the thing is doesn't resonate. And That's uh, so funny you say that because when I think of you, I think of definitely a hustler, like a creative hustler. So like if it matters to you, you do it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. but then that people are just like, hey, why didn't he answer me back? <laughs> but I'm that same way too, like in a way like where I'm like s- saying s- – when I want to do it, the yes is immediate. Yep. When I don't, the no is going to take a while. And so yeah. a lot of me is like, was like, if you don't hear from me, it's because I'm trying to figure out how to tell you no. You should take the hint. <laughs> like, I, there's... <laughs> yeah. It's part of adulting that Jordan and I have realized that, like, you know, um, people... It, it, it'd be nice. It's polite to, you know, to give them an answer. I know. Because we would want to answer. <laughs> yes. You know what yes. I mean? So it's like learning that balance of just like, thank you so much, but also no thank you. And um, people really appreciate it. And then they can move on and not fucking tell you. Like a lot of my friends that want to just like ghost people that they've been on like three bad dates with. I'm like, if it's three bad dates, they're probably following each other on Instagram. It's just like, you know, <laughs> put your big girl panties on and just say it's not going to work out. Instead yeah. of just like leaving people to wonder, you know, yeah. I, I think it's better for everybody involved. If they can't understand the word no, yuck, <laughs> yuck, <laughs> block. I'm gonna create a series of animal pictures, very cute animal pictures. Okay, and there's just gonna be text over it that says no thanks, and then you just send those. No matter if you <laughs> you don't want to date someone, you don't want someone mm-hmm. like whatever it whatever yeah. it is. Like right? like you want to come to my birthday party and you nine s- hours away. Yeah, no thanks with a little slaw. You send a script no. to a director and they don't want to do it. They send you this a gift. It's a a, a little duck. Yep, saying no thanks. Says no thanks. And you're just like, oh, you know what? That's okay. That's sweet. Come on, Shark Tank. Let's go. <laughs> come on, Shark Tank. Let's go. Yeah, these are also NFTs, by the way. Do you have more 60 minutes questions? Well, I'm, still, like, I'm trying to keep it. Well, I mean, they're too, it's too prone. Because, like, look, we're going to answer people's questions, obviously. But I'm trying to give people some of the backstory. But, again, people, you know, if you know Michelle's comedy, like, you know some of this stuff. So I'm trying to be like, okay, what has – what's below the surface, right? Because what I was – I'm curious. I'm just curious because it should be being nosy. What are we doing to keep our love spicy? <laughs> what? I don't mean wow. sexually. I just mean, like, once you have – look, two children, twins are two. a lot. Two dogs, two children. Two do- a farm, okay? We bought a zoo, okay? Michelle Patel bought a zoo, and she be working all the time. I said, how you keeping it fresh? How you keeping it spiced? 
I mean, the good part, this is a, like a level of, um, just comfortability that I never thought I'd get to, which is really nice where I could actually say I'm really tired and spent and, um, just sitting in silence together is fucking gorgeous <laughs> that you don't feel like you have to be anything other than what and who you are. But, you know, she is a planner and an organizer, and um, <laughs> we only get the one life, so let's go. Um, and things that fit into your schedule, right? So, like, date nights are okay, but, you know, we're so tired by the end of the day because we wake up early because we live on a farm. <laughs> and it's just, like, us being tired, uh, yawning over, like, an overpriced risotto. <laughs> 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 and, and then we have to pay a babysitter. and just seems like a very expensive night. So our little hack, and Jordan and his wife do this, too, is um, go out on day dates. Like, just have lunch. Mm-hmm. Have a nice glass of wine at lunch. Actually finish a sentence and conversation. The one rule is let's not talk about responsibility and what we have to do around the house. Mm, um, yeah. you know, much like in the bedroom, I liken it to like being at the gym. If you don't feel comfortable or like sexy or fit, just buy something new, buy something that actually fits. Don't mm-hmm. wait for your body to fit into something because wow. that's, you're just, you're a prisoner of your own device. Right. So like fucking get, there's like, we are so the fashion industry um, has all of a sudden deemed us worthy of being broke to spend our fucking money on their clothes and shit. So you can just go to Target and get something sexy for the bedroom or the gym and feel <laughs> a lot better. Um, and, I, you know, I'm a comedian, so I like things in threes. <laughs> um, I kind of like what you guys do, right? Like, let's say there's a couples therapy podcast, but like just with the two of y'all. You know, like never underestimate just talking to your partner because that's what you love about them. That's what why you fell in love with them in the first place. You know, yeah, I will yeah. say that. You that's know, like their stories. Yeah, laugh. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I also like the idea of a day date because it is funny because I, even as we work together, I realize I have a limited energy, limited energy reserves, and I kind of like mm-hmm. start the day strong and then dip. And by the time like it's dark out, I said I've given up. And so, yeah. I, whereas Andy's someone who like I feel like he doesn't pop, like get cranking until four p.m. Like he's like up oh, and wow. ready. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm not my best self until about ten p.m. Ten p.m. to two a.m. Oh man, oh. that's when you want to hang out with Andy. No, you need to go to Australia with that shit and just like have a whole ass day in the morning. That's crazy. Oh my god, what if I'm in the wrong hemisphere? What if that is the problem? <laughs> that's been the problem. <laughs> what if that's been the problem my entire life? Wrong fucking hemisphere. <laughs> oh god, that would explain so much. That would explain so much. We go to Sydney and then, like two weeks later, I'm the mayor. <laughs> yes, yes. What the fuck yes. happened to him? I know. He's more charming. I would love a date, but like I like a day date. I'm always like, but but the thing is, I don't like crowds, right? So I'm like, we don't have to go brunch, go to brunch on a Saturday, Sunday. Let's do oh, it on yeah. like Tuesday. Like I yeah. like when it's like not crowded <laughs> and I can have some French toast. You know, yes, I don't mind a crowd, but I don't want it to feel crowded. Right. So mm. just just space us out. Don't put us all in the one section. So this one bitch is overwhelmed and keeps forgetting my jam. <laughs> just that is not my jam. So just like spread it the fuck out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, Michelle, when do you think you got your got your life together? Like, when do you think <laughs> it all kind of coalesced? I'm kind of curious about mm. that. That's true. Michelle's been I property mean, owner for years. So to me, I thought she had it together. No, I mean, like, look, 
Um, that's subjective because you can get it together for yourself in 25 and that's different than 31. And so, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> not at 25 or 31 is what you're saying. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah I mean, it, started it, around 31. It, it also helps having, you know, I hate to be like immigrant parents, but like mom from Jamaica, dad from Haiti, they're like, this government ain't going to take care of you, take care of yourself. So she never had the birds and the bees conversation with me, but she did teach me how to balance the checkbook. Cause she's like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that tampon we need to like figure out how to <laughs> balance the shit and carry the one and so yeah i mean um i love to work if i love what i'm doing and so i started making money and she's like please stop going to zara and paying for <laughs> dinners and buying rounds um like invest in something and it's like the best thing she ever taught me how to do really so, I mean, and not to be this bitch, but I'm like generational wealth creates generational health. And here we are. Um, no matter where you go, it's like, I, the one thing that makes me so sad is like, whether it's owning property or being somewhere in your career that you've always wanted to be, or like even finding love. Like when I meet people who just, um, are like, it's too hard. It'll never happen for me. That makes me so fucking sad because I always say, please don't tell yourself no before someone else has told you no. And if they do tell you no, fucking get comfortable with rejection because when you get to the other side of wherever you want to be, it's going to be so much sweeter and you're just going to have like a better understanding and appreciate it a lot more and know how to navigate it better. So please just like understand that rejection uh, for any chapter of life is a part of it. And um yeah, you'll always make it to the other side. And Don Will, DJ Don Will, who's amazing, he's on our show and he does Butterboy too. Uh, he said something really profound the other day on the show. He was like, it's just thoughts. Like, they're just, thoughts are fleeting, you know? We were talking about suicide, actually. And he's like, if you really, <laughs> sorry, this took a turn, but like, No, 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 really, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. You know, if you really are trying to figure out how to manage where your mind goes, just understand that I'll always come back to where you started. You know, they're just thoughts. So um, I don't know. I hope anyone listening to this, I, I hope it helps them in any way, you know, like whatever they want to do. I mean, people are just like, I've always wanted to have a dog, but that's overwhelming. I don't think I can. I'm like, you absolutely can. I don't know who told you you couldn't. That person couldn't. Mm-hmm. but you probably could like at least try what if it was like a bunch of different shelters that were like we're not giving you a dog your life is a mess <laughs> i mean well, then you have to look within <laughs> then you have to look yeah. within and make some adjustments yes you know yeah. i you're... mean are you trying to tell me something <laughs> <laughs> but wait michelle what age was that for you when it coalesced when when you were like when you figured this stuff out like where you were really you, you really want to buy the book you really want you want oh, the key. You can buy the book. Survival of <laughs> plus size essays in a small minded world. <laughs> you can buy the book. Look, I have so many. Um, <laughs> um, there really isn't one age. It's like deciding to choose for yourself, like at any and every age. You know, like at 23, I decided to move out of my mom's house. That was a big deal. At 24, I decided to do stand-up but also work. That was a big deal. At 30, I decided I'm going to see this guy. I don't know how to see him but i'm going to that was a big deal um at 36 i started to try to have kids and that was like a wild fuck now of a journey that was like so you know that's the thing about life like you never stop evolving and if you do then you probably live in staten island (laughs) 
Hear that, Colin Joust? <laughs> you hear that, Scar Joe? <laughs> were you fed by the time you met Heis? Were you Heis? Were you fed up with dating? Like, were you like what? Well, yeah, she said, I know how I like my eggs. She said, I don't want to do this shit no more. But, I, but like, was there, like, a particularly bad, like, was there a shithead you had dated where you're like, this sucks? Or was it just, like, a bunch of, like, dull bastards? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, like, all of that. I think it's good and bad and crazy and funny. I think, it, like, nothing really aligned. There were people that I liked more than they liked me. There were people that liked me than I, like, you know, than more than I liked them. And... There are people that are just like fucking shitheads and there are people who definitely w- w- was giving Friday Night Lights like, oh, no, like this is the best you had at but 17 and you're still like laces out pet detective talking about the one time you had in high school that was like fucking good. You know, um, there is also the people who you could tell needed three to five years to really blossom. But who got that motherfucking time? Not me. Thank you, Mother Nature and Father Time. So I'm just like. Well, <laughs> what's it going to be? But like the most important thing for me, at least, was just to like go fuck around and find out. You know, I had I, I was very uh, serious when I was younger. I was very religious, very Catholic, Um, had a Muslim boy, boyfriend in high school. He cheated on me. I'm like, OK, right. Had, you? I, him, me, him, him, me, like him cheating when it's like you must be a pious good woman. <laughs> it's like meanwhile, you out here cheat. I know. I was like, that's fuck with my best friend, no less. Fuck her. Um, oh my Yeah, God. she hit me up on Facebook after she saw me on Last Coming uh, Standing in 2006. She's like, how you doing? I'm like, still trying to trust people. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I hate you. Um, but please, double tap my fucking success. Um, <laughs> yeah, college boyfriend cheated on me, so I was like, this is this is shit that can happen to you, but like, how do you fucking move on and still like believe in people? It's like fucking wild, and it really is just finding that one person that you want to spend time with. And I didn't know anything about Kais. All I knew is that I just wanted to talk to him the next day. That's it. Start small. Keep it easy for yourself. Well, this was my other question, which I always think to me, it, there's something about your relationship that feels almost. Um what's the word not storybook but this idea right because you've said this i remember you saying like his english was limited when you guys first met yes so what what i get from that is this idea of like it was just a natural chemistry we were beyond words you know right like it was like even if y'all couldn't get in get in deep yet at least to start yeah there was something about this person you know what i mean like we're even without that and then over time is that you then turned him into a black woman with his vocabulary (laughs) (laughs) he can speak to you sister to sister um so if you know but you said like i just knew i wanted to talk to him the the next day when y'all first met how long had y'all hung out before he was going back home just the night just the one night Mm -hmm. i thought it was like a week long you know like flowers Mm -hmm. in a field no, One. it was it was drinking and fucking. <laughs> and you said, I gotta see him again. Yeah, because it was definitely like those moments in between that were like really sweet and dumb and funny. Like we were at a bar and um, I went to go use the bathroom. And I I want to say he made sure nobody was in the bathroom because... I was drying my hands after and he came in and like started dancing and then like danced out. And I'm like, 
what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I don't even know what the fuck that was. He just thought it was like funny. I'm like, it was funny, but I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. And just things like that. Um, uh, and now I realize, especially like at family dinners, like, Oh, everybody is from another country except for me. Well, Jersey is a country. <laughs> and um, so there's always this thing of like, um, figure out the verbs that everybody understands and then like definitely express yourself in a way that's like clear and honest. And that is um, really important. Like even if y'all speak the same language. Yeah. 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 Be yeah. clear and honest. Yeah. No matter what the language. Write that down, okay? Michelle's giving us gems today, people. Write it all down. Yes, yeah, the Diamond District, bitch. I'm giving you all <laughs> fucking gems. <laughs> Get old Diamond tra- in the Sky. Let's go. <laughs> Do you want the transcript for this? This is going to be your second book? <laughs> Fuck no. No more books for me. Fuck that. That was so fucking hard. I can barely even finish reading a book, let alone write one. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm so glad the right people saw it and like fucking optioned it and turned it into a fucking TV show because I'm never doing that shit again. Can you imagine people are just writing a book so it gets on a fucking list? Who gives a fuck about your list? I just want a fucking, I want a bigger vocabulary. I didn't realize how limited my vocabulary was. That was like that episode of Friends and Joey just like, with Joey just like fucking going to like the thesaurus trying to figure out what other words are anyways um buy my book survival of the thickest plus size essays in a small-minded world <laughs> and watch Just, the show and the show and is watch coming the show. to us soon the show is coming to us soon you guys Mere real months soon away. Mere yes. months away. um and didn't you have didn't you have your kids uh make a cameo an on-set camp like an on-camera cameo oh i tried i tried i uh you know, my character moves to um, a new neighborhood and I tried to have like my husband walk by with the kids in the storm and make like a joke about him. Like, damn, these these dilfs are OK. <laughs> but it was so wild. I, I felt like I was like almost torturing my kids because we had to do it like six times. And by the third time, they're like, Mama, look at me, Mama. <laughs> and I'm just ignoring them. I'm like, I can't do this anymore, you guys. Like Otis, like pooped his pants he was just like i don't know how to feel i'm like i i would poop my pants too but i'm so sorry go home and have some ice cream it was it was real like i don't know how kids i don't know how moms do it like just have these little kids that know how to act i'm like that's (laughs) great like what are you doing but also you're right because they have to act like they don't know you and Mm. literally all they know is you so it's like they're in especially in public i'm like stay next to me stay next like, if you're not holding my hand, touch my hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're in SAG now. And they've, they've said some very, yes. yeah, some yes. very, I would say, truthful but disparaging things against Fran Drescher for her, <laughs> for her weaselly comments about the WGA strike. That's true. Hazel and Otis said, we do not stand with her. We do not that stand is so funny. Her. People in Holland think I sound like her. What? <laughs> What? No. So just even bring like, she's lovely. Even bringing up the nanny just. First of all, don't tell a Caribbean American that she looks like the nanny. That's not <laughs> That's, that's not so okay. Funny. And don't tell her she sounds like one. That's not okay. That's wild. I, do, they, do, you, do you sound like maybe perhaps the Dutch dubbing of the nanny? Because I can't. Oh, yeah. Maybe they just, dubbing they maybe because... just dubbed her. Because you could not. How dare you make it make sense? Okay. <laughs> How fucking dare you make it make sense? It's so wild. I have to think there's some Dutch actress dubbing Fran Drescher doing something. Doing something wild. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Bitch, get off my lawn. <laughs> 
That, that actually seems like a nice place to take a break. When we get back, we're going to answer your advice question. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. back here with Michelle Buteau here to help you handle your schedule, honey. Okay, Michelle got 12 jobs. She fit us in. We got a hard out at 12 p.m., okay? So, Michelle, oh, these people... Oh, my God. Can I just tell you, Steve Harvey would be so happy with what's going on over here. Y'all are doing it. I mean, y'all need to be hosting Family Feud or some shit. Okay, that There's be... got to be, like, a newlywed, interracial newlywed game, and you guys are the host, period. All right, I said it. Thank you so much. Okay, God, I can't be... stop coming up with ideas. It's so annoying. From, I'll from sell your mouth to David Zaslav's <laughs> gold-encrusted ears. Uh, if I had a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but you see when Michelle Buteau says things, they do manifest. So we all have to hold this okay and now this is recorded media michelle buteau ep <laughs> ep michelle but you just you just come by and just sign off okay you know yeah have to but do i'm gonna be like one of those eps that never comes yeah, you know yeah, what i just mean i just text. never show up yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> put in the college fund put in the college fund that's right so we get advice questions from all over from instagram twitter gmail mm-hmm. voicemail mm-hmm. of course our favorite three two three five two four seven eight three nine is that number this first one i think I thought you and Heiss were long distance, so at first. We were two years. Yeah, so uh, this is a question about long distance relationships. Oh, boy. WPTS (laughs) 92.1 FM, The Storm. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Um, Thanks for taking my call. I could use your advice. Um, I actually called in a while ago, uh, maybe over like a year ago, and you answered my question, which is crazy, on Jeff Heller's episode, I think. Um, it was about how to get over basically like a relationship that wasn't that big of a deal but was still kind of weighing on me. And you had really great advice, which was just to go through it um, and accept it. And I did that. And like a month later, 
one of my best friends actually um, revealed that they have a crush on me, and we have been dating and long distance for about a year now. Um, I really love her, and we're having a great time, honestly. Um, We just had an incredible Valentine's Day weekend and stuff. The issue is just that I am sad when we're not together. I would love to be in the same place, but, um, you know, currently we're in different cities, same state, but different cities, um, and it's a couple, maybe like a six-hour journey or a couple-hour plane ride. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to deal with that. I feel like we're both kind of in a zone where we're trying to um, center ourselves and focus on things, but, you know, it's like the first time in my life I've been in love, and I would love to just kind of share that that intimacy and that feeling and stuff a little bit more. Um, I don't know if either of us are in a position to move at this point. So I was just wondering if you had any advice on what could make that feel better and how to deal with long distance in general. Um, I love the podcast and thank you so much for all of your help and being so cool and being so funny. Um, I'm a big fan of both of yours and yeah, you're the best. Bye. Look at this lovely. First of all, so awesome. I know. We love a repeat caller, first of all. And I mean, Michelle, you know about this life. I do. I know about it very well. Um, Talk to us, Henny. Did you ever, did, would you feel that way too? You know, that sadness, you know, especially in the early days of a relationship when you're like, I love you. And then like to not be around. How did you deal? Oh, gosh. Saying goodbye when you're like very in love with someone and you guys don't live in the same place feels, um, this is very dramatic, but I've had people in my life die before and it's that feeling it's like a part of you is missing and you're like how can I ever get back to it again and also everything is heightened uh the love the fights the miscommunication like everything is just heightened because you don't have that like that day-to-day um situation like everybody else would have right and so we made some rules we didn't go for more than six weeks without seeing each other um, cause I know some people like go three months. I'm like, that's a whole ass season. That's a no. <laughs> so, um, and also he came, he sold his car the first time he came back so he could stay here for like almost two months. And then I went to go visit him for the summer for three months. So I think doing that one month, two month stint really gives you a good idea of what it's like to play house. And I think at the end of that, if you guys still feel like just even more deeper in love than you ever felt before, then you really have to sit down and figure out who's going to move because that's the next step. Right. But they can't do that yet. But they can't do that yet. I I get that. But congratulations. You found somebody that you love. So figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like that. Can one of you work remotely? For a week or something like that, and or make it a longer stint. For a week I see make saying. a longer F- Yeah, figure it out because what's better than being in love? When you find that person that wants to make you a better person, you're gonna give a fuck about zip codes. <laughs> <laughs> no, bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. Michelle did it across an ocean. Yeah, fully across an ocean, changing time zones. Okay, to see a bitch. Okay, that's the depth <laughs> of that love. <laughs> Different language, different culture. Michelle had to go stay with Dutch people for months at a time. Windmills. You see a windmill here in the United States anywhere? No. (laughs) No, nowhere in the United States. Not one windmill. (laughs) Not one windmill. No, but outside of Solvang, 
the fake Dutch town in Northern California. But I do think it's because you because this is the other thing they said too, where they're like, you know, we both said we're trying to focus on ourselves and stuff, and it's like, I think it is one of those things. As much as that sounds silly, it's like you got to keep yourself busy. I think it's like another thing too, where it's like, you know, have your set times that you guys talk or Facetime, whatever. If that's mm-hmm. every day, if that's right before bed, whatever it is. But I think it's. I think it also helps the relationship because I know, for instance, yeah. the closest I came is when Andy, because he got the first writing job, the first gig, Hollywood gig of the two of us, and he moved to L.A. and I was in New York and um, I was so sad and I was convinced, too, that he was I was like, OK, he's going to he's going to surpass me and this is it. He's going to realize he can do better. And like, like, I mean, it just meant so many things him being away. Oh, my and, goodness. And when I tell you, it was like my ass was sitting shiver. I was in that house <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. And as you can imagine, the conversations weren't great. Like when you ain't got nothing to report, when you ain't yeah. doing nothing, yeah. it also can, it's not helpful. So I think yeah. it's like as busy as you can be because it, it gives you stuff to talk about. It gives you stuff to share. It gives yeah. you something to bring to the table when you're not around each other. That's interesting that you say that because I've never not been busy. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just organizing something else or doing something else or just like having an idea and figuring it out or like, I don't know, like going jogging or seeing people. I don't know what it is, but never not been busy. And then like the great part about that is figuring out how to incorporate this lovely person into your life. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause you guys, shouldn't be each other's end all be all you should just like you know make it better yeah and but yeah you know you gotta you gotta pull the plug at some point and say let's go fucking do this you just have to you have to see if it's that good figure it out yeah your lover has to be smoked paprika it's got to okay. enhance okay. the experience. Smoked. Okay, Gordon Ramsay, let me know, honey. <laughs> they can't be okay. salt. Okay. They can't be. They can't be salt. You can't be Himalayan sea salt. No. 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 You can't. You can't be regular paprika. <laughs> smoked. 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 I gotta say, since I started eating smoked paprika, everything's better. Well, let's pop it off that cauliflower. It is. Popular. Yeah. Andy it does add a, an a, an added level of flavor that you can't, you know, <laughs> necessarily get in like 30 minutes, which I do appreciate. And another tip that I learned, so I'm really trying to cut salt out of my diet is like finding things that are naturally salty to put in food, like a caper or an olive. Oh. Yum, mom, or even like a cheese. If you're into cheese, like a salted cheese, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Adding depth of flavor. A seaside I'm telling cheddar. You. Oh, a seaside cheddar. Now I can make a meal or, of that. Or even like a like a herb goat. Like, uh, mm. I'm out yep. here. Okay, I'm out here. I woke up with fucking a full belly and one less chin. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope that helps you. I know it, I know how you feel when you're like, I miss my lover, and I, you know, you. It is a. It's true. It's like those early days, and especially because too, right? Because what I love too is that it sounds. You know, you said this. We were best friends. So you were already very close to begin with, right? So this does mm-hmm. feel like it's a nice foundation and we want to keep this going. But if you have to distract yourself, remember, you can always, your house always needs a dusting. <laughs> your house always mm. needs a dusting. It always needs to be organized. Something needs to be organized. A closet That's somewhere. Right. Yeah. Something needs to be organized. There's at least one friend where you go, I wonder how they're doing. And then you kind of leave it at that in your head. Make the phone call. Get the coffee. Have the conversation. We need to be just keeping, you know, and I think... At first, it sounds like you're we're forcing it, where it's like, you have to be busy. But I think once you kind of start doing it, it'll get easier, and it'll feel more natural. It won't feel like you're simply distracting yourself. It'll be part of your day-to-day. And then when you and your boost to each other, you're like, oh, my God, let me tell you what she said. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what happened. Yes. Oh, yeah. And also, let's make sure that you're not 
let's make sure that your happiness is not dependent on someone else loving you. Because you just jumped out, and now you're jumping in. And it's nice that you guys were friends before, but let's just... <laughs> Michelle's giving a side eye and a little a little purse of the lips. Okay? It's wry. It's a wry smile. Right, <laughs> a wry smile. Absolutely. All right, let's do one more. Okay. This one comes to us from Gmail. I don't know if the person oh. said we could use their name, so I'm just going to say anonymous from Gmail. Naomi, do you want to read this one? Okay, this already, I'm just looking at it, and it's already starting off with a wild sentence. The first <laughs> sentence is four lines, which that's a long for one sentence. We got to start breaking up, Melissa. <laughs> You want to come up with a style? You came now. Th- I find this to be crazy. You came up with a style guide for Ask Rana questions. Never <laughs> another a completely different podcast. You've never come up with a style guide for your own podcast. You know why? You know why though? Because it's like when I'm reading it in person right now, I don't have a problem with like length per se. It's when I'm hearing something really long and I go, "Oh no, this got to stop." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and for the most part, this well, no, this is a little lengthy. We may have to start a style guide. Okay, yeah. Okay. Wait, can I just say when people like also they also write questions for our podcast, and when it's so long, I feel like you're not even gonna listen to my advice because you're just gonna come up with another reason why you want to like still be miserable, and that's why I don't know. Maybe that's why I was an editor. I'm like beginning, <laughs> middle, end. Get to it. Absolutely. I also might go thing on. Is, I'm listening. But my big thing too is also a thesis statement. I need a top line. Let me know what we're getting into. I then need you a log. Can give me a detail. That's my thing. You need a TLDR at the top. Exactly. Very, very much so. But then also too, I think when it's long, you know what it is to me. I'm like, oh, this was your. This is what you needed to do. It's not even necessarily get an answer yes. as much as yes. you need. It's like the draft email out. you never send. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but I've got, I've got open. An open mind and open legs, so let's go. <laughs> okay. Last week, while my partner was getting fitted for a Teletubby-like apparatus to measure measure sleep apnea, oh, I was sat in a hospital waiting room bored. You know what? I will take I will take a little bit of scene setting, honestly. And I appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the the attention to detail. So I'm I'm actually on board. I and I decided to do something that I'm not sure I don't regret. I'm not sure I don't regret. I can't parse that. Okay. The day before, my online therapist had acted a little strangely, asking me to explain my pronouns and claiming that I had been very forward with her when asking to respect them. I was caught off guard. I recently switched to her after a puzzling experience with a man from Idaho who could not comprehend that I am not from or living in the USA. I chose the new therapist because she had written in her profile that she had expertise with the queer community. Well, anyway, I googled her with a bit of trepidation, and up popped a Twitter account. Uh-oh. The banner, a picture of her holding a massive gun. I know nothing about firearms, but it's just very, very big and probably automatic. Oh, my God. In her bio, a statement about her therapy practice and the peace it brings her to help people, followed by Make America Great Again. Oh, no. Oh. And her tweets are continuous, vile, nasty, racist insults she hurls at groups she disagrees with, making fun of queer people, complaining about immigrants. LOL, she, like me, is also an immigrant. It's not just Trump stuff. It's a lot of pseudoscience-y stuff verging on Nazi ideology. By the way, anyone can be a Nazi. That's, that's the thing we should all learn. Oh, yeah, anybody. You don't just have to be white. That's, hey, look, if there's one inclusive group, it's Nazis. <laughs> all right, you don't have to just be white to be a Nazi. 
I don't know what to do. Oh my God, she's awful. But she's also been really helpful to me. Oh my God. (laughs) Do I just ghost her? Why is she a therapist? One thing that's so funny to me is that I literally told her about my family members who were executed in our home country for being Marxists. Jesus. Not knowing that her Twitter is just full of babble about commies and Marxists ruining the world. My partner thinks I should try to make the best of the situation because she's been very helpful. Does that make her very professional? But now I feel like I'm not going to be able to say anything to her anymore. Do I question her? Help. And then three, the three uh, scream emojis. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, that's wild. That's wild. And I feel like we all have like a bad therapist story. Like one of my first therapists, I think she was actually the first one not in network. So I can't believe I paid for this fucking bullshit. But <laughs> she had a, a, a wall full of cuckoo clocks. Okay. And so when our time was up, they'd all come out and say cuckoo. cuckoo. No. <laughs> what? Couldn't even like write that if I wanted to, right? <laughs> but Did I was she like. Know what she was doing? Yes. What is yes. I don't know. I, I. Like if she did. Oh, my God. If she didn't. Oh, my God. Right. So like right. either way. Not good. Right. But, some Freudian shit right there. Yeah. I went back to her like two more times. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Just to make sure it was not great. And she gave like, okay advice. But then she like taught me like how to tap on my face and my shoulder. I was like, girl, I can just go to Zumba and feel better, bitch. Like this is a lot. <laughs> All this to say, you found out like if you look for something, you might find something you don't like, period. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going through someone's phone or their closet or looking them up online and so if there's something that you're looking for and you found it then you should go um you can leave a review to help other people um that might think that she could help them and say exactly what you said like she's wild she's wild she's (laughs) fucking wild she gives good advice but she's racist like great sounds like a mother-in-law all right (laughs) you know what i mean like but yeah, it, this person, I mean, no judgment, but I, it feels like you kind of like the drama and you <laughs> should find a therapist that is no drama. I, I, well, that's your nice way of putting it. And my feeling is absolutely not. <laughs> this person does not deserve the copay or whatever insurance gives her this, mm-hmm. you know, sh- okay. This person's been helpful. Other people can be helpful and yes. also not be racist, hateful, you know, because the thing is, yes, on one hand, this is why we can't Google our Second therapists. Amendment freaks. Second, yeah, it's like we can't Google, but at the same time, now you have this information and there's no going back. And this is why mm-hmm. it's like now you know who this person is and what they stand for. And the question is, as much as, okay. And seems- when someone tells you about themselves, believe them, right, everyone, right? That's what I see on the, on the internet all the time. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> my <laughs> Thank thing you, is, Oprah. <laughs> my thing is like, because it's. Okay, yeah, so maybe they can separate this, right? Because if that's not what they're saying in session, well, good for them. But at the same time, there's also, like, there's obviously what they think. Yeah. And then what they say. It's like, who knows what this person's end game is with you? If this is one of those things where it's like, I'm going to fix this queer person. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? Like, oh, how does, how does yeah. that kind of thinking, which yeah. is their background, how does that affect their approach to what it is to quote unquote help people? Yeah, there's no real thing such as clinic, unless all they're really doing is that kind of just like psychoanalytic, like, mm-hmm, and then you interpret it, unless that's literally all they're doing. 
well, they their said worldview that, is going to influence how they the yeah. like. There's no real separation. Like yes. there's like every scientist has a point of view. Okay, right. and it does. Their ideology is going to influence how they whatever it is, whether it's physics, sociology, or psychotherapy. It's going to yeah. influence that stuff. Yes, and it also seems like getting back to the you might like the drama. Um, so you can have a healthy relationship by the way. Like, I don't know what happened with your family. It sounds like, like a lot of shit went down. It doesn't have to be hard. You, you don't have yes. to work with someone. And, and I know what it feels like when you've had like a breakthrough or aha moment. You're just like, this person's amazing. But I mean, a lot of people went to school and they can fucking help you. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's a lot of people went to school and they can help you because, because yeah. here's the thing. Cause you just started, you were like, my therapist acted a little strangely asking me to explain my pronouns and claiming that I had been very forward with her when asking to respect them. What's forward? First yeah, of all, this is online, thought, right? So it's like, how yeah. forward could you be? You didn't get up in a face. You didn't shake right. about the shoulders. I'll bet a million dollars that that the writer was just like, oh, you know, my pronouns are whatever they them. Uh, that's please just call me that. And then the, I'll because when you talk to like uh, I want to say MAGA like Chud, yeah. When you talk to the like the real freaks, you know, <laughs> just by telling them like, hey, reality is different from your we- your very small right. blinkered worldview. Mm-hmm. They they tend to get aggressive because because mm-hmm. I think a lot of it. I again, if we're gonna get into some Freudian stuff, I think they get freaked out that reality is different from that that what they know yeah what they right. know it's, and that yeah. they might have to cha- and that they might have to change correct and yes. so correct. they get aggressive because they think anything that is different is a uh is a criticism of their yes. own little tiny yeah. uh, we, can't, we can't give this person a dime we can't give this because like i'm literally looking at this like making fun of queer people complaining about immigrants when she's also an immigrant what you're saying uh pseudoscience verging on nazi ideology you now have you know too much and per- yeah. as you said, you're like, I'm not sure I don't regret it. Sure, sure. But now you know. And so now the question is, who are you? Who do you want to be? Yes. And Ooh. that's, and so now it's, it's, and so it's like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. And look, I'm, I've been talking on stage about how hard it is to find a therapist. Okay. They all book busy, blessed. They don't even need to pay for an office space no more. <laughs> Zero overhead. They said, meet me at the Zoom with your trauma. So any old bodies in the game now. Any old bodies in the game. It's true. It's true. So it's a t- remember. Which, you gotta find the right person. Yeah, you do. You are the company you keep, even if it's a health professional. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's certainly these people. You pay them too. I give you my buddy. Yeah. yeah. A picture of goggles on the wall. What's you to buy on? fucking rounds of ammunition? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I remember my um one of the gynecologists I had right before the election was asking. We were making small talk, and he asked me who I was voting for, and I'm like Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> what it's like what uh as as like the you know he's doing the pap smear and he's like i gotta go trump because you know i'm republican and so legit like i i hate to admit it but i did fart a little bit (laughs) so i'm like this is what i think of you it's poo poo Exactly. Exactly. I was trying to hold it in, but the fact that he couldn't hold it in, I was like, I ain't gonna hold it in either. <laughs> it is like people really want to try to separate, like with professionals, like doctors or whatever. They want to say, like, well, it doesn't matter what they're. Um, I studied philosophy. Yeah. There's a philosopher named Heidegger, who great philosopher, really great name, stuff. Great, great name, name. Joined the Nazi Party. Was working in. Was in, and mm-hmm. everyone tried to say, like, oh, I remember when I was. 
when I was coming up in the philosophy game, everyone was just like, well, you know, to teach in Germany at the time, you had to join the Nazi party. And at the time, I was like, when I was like 20, I was like, okay, I guess so. And then like, the as I got older, I was like, wait a second, he could have just not taught. Like he could have right. said, he could have made a stand if right. he really yeah. didn't believe it. Right. And now there's this whole... There's a whole uh, a branch or, or like there are a, a number of people who are like saying like, mm, actually, he was a Nazi and you can read this stuff into his philosophy. You can right. see where he was. Right. So like you can't really basically you have the people who want to pretend you can separate all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the people who live in reality. Also, straight up, there's just power in saying no, no matter what. I saw Gabrielle Union say in an interview one time. Once I started saying no, I started letting peace in. Mm-hmm. I made I room like for that. peace. So I feel like if you're okay saying no, you I, don't need to follow up. Well, yeah, yeah, I, you don't. Yeah, I do got to say it is difficult to say no, even to like I, I, I'm putting myself in the place of the writer, and I'm just like, man, even if I had a Nazi therapist, I would be <laughs> like, uh, I would, I would like probably be like, oh, you know what? I feel better now. I don't think I need therapy anymore. As oh. opposed to like, hey, you're a Nazi, and I shouldn't. And I don't want to give you money. Yeah. But I also think it's like, but I think some of this is like, remember, therapists, because I know I've talked to people a lot when they think, talk about dropping their representation in different ways, because I'm always like, drop them. And you don't like them. <laughs> but they're talking about like, where I was like, remember, this is their job. You're not the first person who has left them, right? People leave therapists, agent, manager, whatever, for all, like, it's literally part of the job. Part of the job is you yeah. meet people, you learn about them, they decide you're not for them. And so that's the thing, too, is, like, you don't actually have to take care of this person's feelings. This is, like, yeah. 101, what you learn in therapy school. Like, learn that some people will say, say no thank you, go shoot whatever. Yeah. So, so don't worry about that. This person will be fine. But like, do, you think, do you think the writer should be honest with them? Or do you think they should? No, just... they don't owe them that. Okay. Thank you. That's Great. what I was going to okay. say, too. They like, don't owe them that. No. Yeah, it's like Even if it's a family member. I don't owe my family member <laughs> shit. Yeah. Honest. No. I'm different. You, we know we different. Bye. That's yeah. That's... Yeah, you know, that part, for me, that's a fuck no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. And also, just be supportive and wait for your partner at the hospital. That is so rude. You gotta do something when you're yeah. sitting oh, in there. On. You're you gotta sitting scroll there. No, when you're that's, sitting you, in gotta, there. you gotta do yeah, something. Get like, a Game Boy at least. Let, let me tell you something. You would have been snooping about your therapist anyways. You ain't gotta like put your partner out there with the sleep apnea and shit. <laughs> and, and that's why you were going down the rabbit hole. You would have done that on the toilet anyways. Okay, boo boo. That's Again, not nice. I appreciate the details at the top. Oh my lord. I I didn't need to know about the apnea. Just saying. I like it. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you on the setting the scene. You know what? When I write a script, very this ain't a script. It's this not is a script. Right and write you a, can't write a, write a script. We're on strike. Don't be writing no scripts. <laughs> I can't hand in a script. I can still write. Andy, hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Michelle. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, what a delight to get to spend so an hour with you. So good to see you, to hear from you, for you to share your experience, strength, and hope. With all of you. <laughs> Journey. I love you guys. Thank you for having a bitch. <laughs> You're the best. You guys, we will see you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com